Okay, we're on. I've never done an intro like this, but y'all know I'm not good at intros. But today I am here with my on and off coach from 2020 to now, Lindsay Lee. She is my one of my favorite people in the world, and the way that she loves life is very inspiring. And I am just here to pick her brain and let you guys in on it. So, hi. Thank you so much. I don't think you're bad at intros. That was great. Whatever. And, I mean, any any chance for hype queens to get together and talk about how much they love each other is great, right? So, thank you so much for having me on. I am really excited to just get down and dirty and talk about whatever today. Those are my favorite kind of combos are the ones that just free flow. So, let's fucking get it. Yes. We are so technologically not gifted. I wish you guys heard the conversation before this happened because it was a solid 40 minutes of, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, let's try this app. Let's do this. We are both not the best at technology, um, which is fucking hilarious because we're trying to make a podcast right now, but it's working and we're on. And I will say, I'm going to fight for the non-techie grandmas out there. And when I say grandma, I mean literally (laughs) any age because it's like... (laughs) We both run pretty <laughs> successful online businesses, yet we exactly. don't know jack shit about <laughs> any of the tech scene that goes on behind it. <laughs> so this podcast is about how you don't need to know anything about anything other than what you are good at. And yes. we'll stand by that. You know, it's frustrating not knowing how to do anything online, but shit, we'll hire somebody else to do that because we can, right? It's called Zone of Genius, man. And it's like the golden goose of business. This is how I've literally built every business that I've ever started has been on the back of what I'm good at and how quickly can I outsource or find somebody to collaborate with that's good at the other stuff. Because if you're out there and you're trying to do anything and you're trying to do it all, you're going to fuck yourself Mm -hmm. over really quickly because that'll lead oftentimes to burnout or frustration. Like when I was trying to do it all, man, I heard myself one time say, I hate people. And if you Mm. knew me, that is like the most laughable thing that anyone could ever think about me because I fucking love people. But it came from this place of burnout where I was like, I was trying to do it all. I was trying to do too much and therefore spread really thin. And because I was spread thin, I actually wasn't making the money that I wanted to be making. So then I was really stressed about that. And so I got to the point where I was saying things like, I hate people. which is Mm. so untrue (laughs) and it just Mm -hmm. goes to show that like your zone of genius is the thing that you're meant to be doing and when you're doing that thing Mm -hmm. you're actually fueled and you're actually really open to opportunity and really cool collaborations coming into your life but if you're spread thin you're basically putting yourself on the chopping Mm -hmm. block and that's something Haley that I've actually really always loved and admired about you is you really kind of have that mindset as well even though we both are in my opinion we're both women who have a large capacity to do a lot but that doesn't mean that we have to do a lot to be Mm. successful or happy we just have to do exactly what we're supposed to do, which is not what most people are taught. You think that when you go into entrepreneurship that you need to hold all the hats. And I love that Lindsay was my coach because without her, without having a coach, and I strongly recommend having one, you think, oh shit, I got to do it all. And when somebody who has done it before you says, Haha, no, you don't, 
if you want to be an entrepreneur, most likely you're doing it for freedom. And when you're doing everything and you're holding all these positions, how fucking free are you? It's like, you're really, who's winning? If you're doing a nine to five and you have that time at the end of the day, and then you become an entrepreneur and you're just spending 24 seven and not living a life outside of that and trying to do everything, are you really winning? And that's something that's just not really talked about. And if you're navigating this alone, you don't think about, oh shit, maybe I could hire somebody. Maybe I could let somebody else do this so that I can spend my energy doing what I am best at. Yes. And, and I can practically hear people right now with their objections of saying, (laughs) oh, well, I would have to do it all because I can't afford X, Y, and Z, Mm. or I can't make it work because of blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I just want to offer the opportunity for people to expand into what I call curiosity, right? So if you think about a funnel, usually people try to go from the top of the funnel down to the bottom and they start to get really narrow, narrow-minded narrow or narrow thinking about what they believe is possible, even about mm-hmm. like your own self, right? Like, oh, I can't afford that. So I, I will do mm. it all. But I want to mm. flip the flip it upside down. I want to go from the bottom of the funnel to the top, meaning in in Mm. your thinking. And what that means Mm. to me is get really curious because if you go up to the top of the funnel, all of a sudden there's so much more that's possible. So is Mm. it true that you couldn't afford something or is it that you just Mm. don't want to take the leap? Because Mm. there is a way to afford, quote unquote, afford something if it's actually going to help you find success or financial gain quicker right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I really love I don't know if you're open to talking about it but your story Mm -hmm. about hiring me like -hmm. all those years Mm -hmm. ago is actually Mm -hmm. pretty cool and like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's such a good example of what I'm talking about a hundred percent so that story used to play a thousand percent and it still does I'd say at every level you have a new fear a new like something that you're holding on to that you have to let go of with money always. So at first it might be a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, 10,000, a hundred thousand. The investment continues to get bigger. But the reason why I feel very passionate about this and I love that you, yeah, we both grew up with the families of, I actually, I'm not a hundred percent positive, but I'm not sure if your family ever said I can't afford this. Mm. However, I do know that we both had struggles with money beliefs growing up. We are in a different mindset than what our families were in. And a lot of us will be in this generation. But why it's such a big thing and why I'm so passionate about this is because people see me now and they're like, well, obviously you can afford it, blah, blah, blah. And they make that excuse. And I'm like, y'all need to know. (laughs) Y'all need to know. I hired my coach with legitimately my last 100, like I had less than $100 um, after I hired you. So I spent like 95% of my fucking bank account and I had no job. This was right after the pandemic had started. Like I had every excuse to not hire you. I didn't even, I didn't even know her at the time. I was literally just going off of like three Instagram posts and I'm like, this is the one I want to coach. But what I'm trying to say is that people say, I can't afford it. You need to make the leap before you're quote unquote ready. You need to take something that stretches you. And money is a big story for us that a lot of us feel very triggered by. And we want to hold on to it because we're so scared. A lot of us are so scared with our money. And that was scary as fuck to say, I don't have a job. I don't know what's going to happen in our relationship, but I do know that this feels right. And I'm going to take that leap. 
this was the start of fucking everything. And so this is why Lindsay is so important to me and why I do really believe in investing in, in a way that really stretches you. And if that's $100, let it be $100. If it's 1000 10000 like I said, each level is going to require a different level of investment. Yes. Yeah. It's, the, it's the classic money and time story, right? And both of them to me yeah. are kind of like two sides of the same coin. And it's the thing that people say the most. They either don't have enough mm-hmm. money or they can't do it because of money reasons or they can't do it because they don't have enough time. And I want to mm-hmm. say to that that like you won't actually get those things until you're willing mm-hmm. to give them. And mm-hmm. I, it's crazy. I actually just had this conversation with a, a woman who I'm mentoring this morning and she is so incredible, such a bright light, has so much to offer the world. And her kind of patterning is to overfill her schedule so that she's kind of always busy and or always behind, right? And so it's mm. the classic time thing. Oh, well, I haven't grown my business as much this month as I wanted to because I didn't have time. Well, did you not have time or did you not prioritize it? And then I say, let's think about it this way. If you are willing to make something happen, and this is what I loved about, I actually didn't know you until later, I didn't know that when you hired me, you only had like $100 left. I think you told me that pretty shortly after, but I fucking yeah. love that you made that leap yourself and you just straight up were like, no, I'm going to fucking trust that this is the way to go. And you didn't need mm-hmm. reassurance, which was cool. Like you jumped into the coaching space with me and then you told me later. Right. And I think mm-hmm. there's something so powerful about that, like just banking on yourself and banking on your intuition. And I guarantee that somebody who continues to fill their schedule with things, aka taking up all of their time, I guarantee something that they are prioritizing is distraction. Because if you prioritize Mm. distraction, then you don't have to prioritize greatness because then you Mm. always have some form of excuse. So it's like a buffer lane, right? It's like Mm. when you're bowling and you put the little bumper cars on or the the bumper Mm -hmm. lanes on. And it's like (laughs) a lot of people are actually really afraid to fucking bowl without the bumper lanes. But if you Mm want to get somewhere, if you want to master something, if you want to see how fucking great you can be at something, you have to rip off the bumper lanes. You have to Mm -hmm. be ruthless with your schedule Mm -hmm. and your time. You have to let Mm -hmm. yourself say, I'm going to invest. I think at the time I could be making this up, but I don't know. I think it was like 1200 bucks or something. Right. So it's like at the time, $1,200 Haley for you was like a massive investment. And especially because you had like $1,300, right? Like that's massive, but you knew (laughs) that somewhere in you, you wanted to see what you could make Mm. of yourself. You wanted Mm. to get to where you were going. And I am a huge proponent of being propelled by that kind of sense of urgency, Mm. right? Some people would call Mm. it fear. I actually have a really, really good relationship with fear. I fucking love fear because if I feel Mm -hmm. it's not so much fear for me anymore, it's more of like tingly excitement, like, oh my God, what's about to happen? That feeling Mm -hmm. for me helps me know I'm on track. And when you invested 12 of your $1,300 that you had left it was like you had you burnt all the boat all the boats you know that saying yeah. like 
I can't remember where that's from, but essentially I think there was like some war and there were the captain or the general of the war put all of his men on the boats to get to where they needed to fight. And when they got to the beach that they needed to fight, he, he burnt all the boats because he said, we have no option but to win this fucking war. We're taking this over. And that to me is like, if you burn all the fucking boats, you can't go backwards. Yes. And that to me yeah. is, is power. That is when somebody gets to see what they're really made of. Mm. That's interesting that you say that because recently I was, um, it was, I was reading a book and it was talking about people who were successful entrepreneurs versus not the successful entrepreneurs were people who took a leap with no point of return. And so that's burning the boats with me. That was my last However much, not that it was 2,500, but same thing. Uh, <laughs> I was poor, but not, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but for me, that, that was no return. It was like, when you make yourself stretch in that capacity, you will grow. Just like when you do a bicep curl, you will grow with that time. But you have to take that investment to start going to the gym to get that. And it's really easy for people to understand the physical part of it, right? You go to the gym, you get bigger but you have to stretch your muscles. You have to expand. Same with your mind and your capacity to grow. You have to be willing to take those steps that stretch you the fuck out. And people ask me all the time, like, how do you create a life like yours of of freedom, of money or whatever? I'm like, it's not an answer you want to hear. You have to become uncomfortable to grow. To grow your muscle, you literally have to become uncomfortable. You have to break that muscle or whatever the fuck, stretch it out. Same with your mind. And you're like, everything requires becoming uncomfortable and stretching yourself out to where it's like, there's no return. If you yes. want to be different, you have to change your ways. And Period. Sh- there's no easy route. And showing up when you don't want to, right? And that's what I love that you just said, oh, yeah. there's no easy route, because that's a big thing for me is showing up when you don't want to. And I don't mean like, I'm actually a really big proponent for like rest and taking time off. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. like the queen of going hard and then going zero. Like I, I just, that's kind of my way of being. And so I love rest and I love play and I love time off. But what I mean is show, showing up in spaces that intimidate you or scare mm. you or mm. where you're on the edge where you say, wow, this could really go one way or another and I, I don't really know mm. the outcome. And I think mm. this has to do a lot with like the crossover between business, life, relationship, yeah. relationship with self. Like I've had to show up so many times in conversations that I, that made me feel incredibly uncomfortable, but because I have, I've gotten so far. And mm. that to me, all that means is that I had to create a different relationship with being uncomfortable. Because again, mm-hmm. we're often taught that being uncomfortable is synonymous with bad right? Like quote unquote, Mm -hmm. it's bad to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I don't Mm -hmm. think being uncomfortable is bad. I think it's just another experience. There's, Mm -hmm. there's the experience of joy. There's the experience of sadness. You can also feel both of them Mm -hmm. at the same time, right? I can Mm -hmm. be completely in love with my partner and want to work on things in our relationship that feel shitty at the same time, Mm -hmm. right? And I think Mm -hmm. with with business relationships in life, it's just the, the idea of not labeling something, 
right? Like the idea of taking like the labels of good and bad off of things and just saying, how can I experience this more wholly if I just move into it as an experience and not Mm. something that is bad or good? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we're putting our emotions onto the experiences and this is what stops us. And it's a new level, therefore, like we've been saying, it will require that uncomfortable experience, which you can see as good or bad, or you can look at it and say, this is neutral. And if I'm not happy with the way that my life is, or I want to expand, it's going to come with uncomfortable emotions because our bodies want to keep us safe. We want the easiest route. Therefore, this discomfort is not a bad thing. And this is interesting because it flows into every section of life. I think about this in business. I think about this in relationships. A lot of us are used to not unconditional love, not legitimate, (laughs) legitimate love. Um, And so because we're used to toxic ways, we're used to poor communication, poor conflict resolution. When we get to a point of healthy relationships, which might feel boring or wrong or something's off in our bodies, that doesn't mean it's a bad sign. And so I love, and through our coaching, and I can just tell in your life, what you do is you always look at a situation and you zoom out. And you say, this feeling may not feel good in my body right now, but is it helping me expand? That's the real question. It's not about, does this feel good? It's about, is this helping me grow? Is this a lesson to overcome? Or is this a gut intuition that's, that's not feeling good? And oftentimes our body can steer us the wrong way through emotion because we think our emotions are what is right. But it's like you just said, just because you feel fear, just because you feel uncomfortable, just because you feel sad, just because you feel bored, doesn't mean it's bad. It could be an opportunity to become bigger and better. Yes. this so It's so amazing, of course, that this is coming up because just this morning, I had this experience in my own body. And what mm. happened is right now, I'm, I am setting new boundaries on my time and my energy in terms of where Mm -hmm. I am focusing that because I'm in a season of focus right now. I have actually Mm -hmm. also just come out of a season of like a lot of play and a lot of Mm -hmm. ping ponging around and doing whatever it is I wanted to do and and kind of this other season of my life. And I've just reentered into another season of focus. And this season Mm -hmm. of focus specifically will take me from the level that I'm at now to about 50 levels up and Mm -hmm. I know it and I see it and I feel it. But what, what Mm -hmm. is happening is that growth is requiring that I get ruthless with my time and my focus. Mm -hmm. And just this morning I was explaining this to some people and I've had this instance a few times happen actually recently where I have felt like people have made tried to make me feel bad for not always being available with my time, right? Mm. And I think actually, no matter who you are, I feel like you can relate to this as I say it. Like, I'm actually kind of hard to get a hold of, and I'm never apologetic for that. Like, I mm. will reply on my own time. Like, I never think that another person should reply to me immediately. Mm. 
And Mm -hmm. I think having these, and I was explaining this this morning and setting this boundary of like, just because we all have cell phones doesn't mean that I'm fucking available all the time. And just because you think that you need me right now doesn't mean that I'm available to be needed. And this season of focus, this season in my life is actually requiring that I don't, I am hard to get a hold of, I guess is what I'll, mm. I'll say. And as I was explaining mm. this this morning, there was also the feeling in my body was rising of an activated mm. nervous system. I fucking hate mm. the word triggered. So I do not mm. use it because I think it's an mm-hmm. excuse and I think it's projection and I think it's bullshit. So I would use the word activated because all that's happening, like I'm not really being triggered. All that's happening is that my nervous system is being activated in a new or different or familiar way, right? So Mm -hmm. my nervous system was being activated in this way where I could tell that there was like more energy in my body. And I thought, this is really interesting. What thought is this connected to? And Mm -hmm. the thought Mm -hmm. that it was connected to was I sound like such an asshole. And then I thought, mm. oh, that's a that's really interesting. Am I being an asshole mm. or am I just being like taking care mm. of myself and being focused? Because everybody, mm. everybody wins when the version mm. of Lindsay jumps up 50 levels. Everyone mm. in my life wins when I am taking care of what I need in every season of my life. So then I thought, mm-hmm. well, that's a very curious thought that I have. I'm not being an asshole. I don't have to label it like that because that makes it seem bad. Mm -hmm. What if I just label it as Mm -hmm. I'm in a season of focus and this season of my life is very important or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I started Mm -hmm. thinking about it like that, my entire nervous system calmed down. And I Mm -hmm. thought this is just a new thing for me. It's a new thing Mm -hmm. to normalize and a new thing to Mm -hmm. add words to. And I don't have to be worried about, oh, I'm such a dick. And then having that be the fucking truth. That's not the truth, mm-hmm. right? I can change the truth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just happened to me this morning. And now I'm working wow. through a new way to relate to those thoughts and those feelings. Leveling up all the time. <laughs> but it's like you are, and I just, I love one time you told me, so her and I, Lindsay and I are both pretty like kind of perfectionist, high achievers. Like that's a natural like root of who we are, um, which is great. And we've talked about this. There's really, there's great pros to being a high achiever. There's great pros to being ambitious and whatnot. However, one of the things that we talk about is I, when I was with her, when we were coaching, I was saying, when the fuck am I going to get it figured out? When are these lessons going to stop? When am I going to get it figured out like you? And she's like, hold up. Every level requires new discomfort. Every level. There will always be more to learn and always more to work on in yourself. You will always be uncomfortable when you're growing and there's never an end to it. And I just remember thinking, I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, but the problems that you're feeling right now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, shit, I can't even tell my mom that I can't call her back within two minutes. That is your first boundary. If you hear this and you're overwhelmed and you're like, well, I can't get to that point. And a lot of people stop because they see somebody, they're up here on level 400 and they're like, well, I'm on level one and I can, you know, barely set this limit. It's like, Lindsay took the time to get to each level of discomfort. Everybody is on their own journey of growth. And I think it can be really discouraging when we have so much information overload and we see, oh, well, I should be here. And what I want to say to that, and after working with Lindsay so intimately, I see 
she took the time to expand on every single level. You don't just walk up to a gym and you're doing 60 pound dumbbell curls or whatever. That's probably not a lot to you guys, but um, you don't just walk up and do that shit. And so when you see somebody at a level of growth that you want to be at, you have to remember, first, I have to expand and tell my mom I can't call her back right away. First, I have to expand and not be on my phone past 9 p.m. First, I, like you set your boundaries that make you uncomfortable at your level of discomfort. And sometimes we can look at the big picture and be like, well, I want to be where she's at. I want to be able to say that. Well, first expand to what feels uncomfortable as shit to you now. Yes. And honoring those types of things within yourself, right? So it Mm. begins with you. The mark of a good leader is that a leader first has to lead themselves. So if you can't lead Mm. yourself, you're not a leader. So the first Mm -hmm. level of leadership is leading yourself. The second Mm -hmm. level of leadership is leading one other person, meaning if -hmm. you need to have a conversation with your mother to say, I can't call you back in two minutes, I have to call you back in two hours, then you have just Mm -hmm. led her, not in the way of you're Mm -hmm. leading her in like her whole life. I just in 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 that specific instance, you are you are leading another person Mm -hmm. to a desired Mm -hmm. outcome, right? So Mm -hmm. that that is level two of leadership. Most people, in my opinion, try to skip levels one and two and go to level Mm -hmm. three. Level three Mm -hmm. is leading a group of people. In level four, there's four levels. And the fourth level is then leading an an organization or a massive, basically like a bigger group, right? So what Mm -hmm. I see very often is that people try to skip levels one and two. And again, this Mm -hmm. isn't just in business. It is in business, but it's also in, in your life. I see a lot of people trying to get really controlling of their long-term partners because they're Mm -hmm. trying to control another person versus leading themselves and then leading their part of the relationship, right? Like my Mm -hmm. relationship with my partner is very much co-led. Sometimes he leads, Mm -hmm. sometimes I lead. It goes back and forth. Sometimes we're both leading, but we had to learn how to lead ourselves first. Then we Mm -hmm. stepped into leading in our partnership. Now in business, Mm -hmm. just like Haley said, like I haven't always led groups. Right now I'm leading a large organization that is literally growing daily. But I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to do that until I mastered steps Mm -hmm. one and two of leadership and then moved on to three. And now my third level is now moving into the fourth level. But I can't Mm -hmm. jump up to four if Mm -hmm. I'm not continually being a master of number one. Number one Mm -hmm. never goes away. I mean, arguably none of them do. But level number one never goes away. It's the most important one. If I'm not leading Mm -hmm. myself or being Mm -hmm. honest with myself, I am such a shit resource for my friends, my family, my mentees, my my clients. Like I'm not good for anybody if I'm living out Mm -hmm. of integrity and not leading myself. So I've always really loved trying to assess where I might be in those leadership levels because a lot of people will come to me now in the organization that I lead and they will talk a really big game and they will say that they're ready to lead a big organization because they see a lot of people who have done it before. They see Mm -hmm. like a proven track record and they see Mm -hmm. these other leaders who have been leading for years. And then they try to say, oh, I'm ready for that. And I want to say humbly, let's bring ourselves back down 
Let's see if you can, where are you by yourself? And then let's see if you can lead one other person through this process. Because if you can't do it to Mm -hmm. one other person, you're fucked when it comes to an organization. (laughs) My God, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that is really like the four levels of leadership to me are also the four levels of growth. Mm -hmm. And it's been a really powerful tool in my life. So I don't know where Mm -hmm. that came from, but I hope it helps somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. I think, you know, a lot of people look at a business and they look at strategy and we look at it in a very logistic way. And like you said, people try to get to level three because they see, okay, this is how you do it. I bought a course and I did this and blah, blah, blah. But this goes back to level one is leading yourself. How many people are trying to lead a business without doing the level one? And level one is one of the hardest fucking things to do. We have to look at ourselves and when it comes to entrepreneurship and personal branding and living this life of freedom, people say it's so easy. You know, it's, it's easy. The internet's fun and whatever. There are some definite pros to this and definite, you know, easier spots, quote unquote. However, people fail to realize Lindsay and me and anyone else who wants to run a personal brand, you have to work on you and you have to look at the ugliest fucking parts of yourselves to make this work. You can't lead a business without knowing how to emotionally regulate yourself. You can't lead a business without working on your relationships in your life. It's holistic. You cannot do any of the business. You could, but it will fall apart or you will fall apart. You have to integrate yourself and your own healing journey, your own shadows, your own trigger, sorry, activated nervous system, your (laughs) own shit in your life to be able to move forward in business. It's kind of like you're leveling up one, one, what it's like kind of like, what is that? Like rock climbing or whatever, like one half hand after another. It's like your business is in one hand and then your life is in another. You can't disconnect the two. Those two, everything, everything in your life really is connected. And so that is a fun journey because you know the logistics of it, but then you get an activated nervous system and then you feel uncomfortable and then you're scared. Then people are hating on you. And then you're like, well, what the fuck do I do? You work on that shit. And then you work on your business within. Yes, that, you know, the thing that I always think about there is something that Tony Robbins has been a mentor of mine for the last 16 plus years of my life. And something that Tony Robbins always says is that business is a spiritual game. And we can't deny the fact that business is a spiritual game. And Mm -hmm. if it is a spiritual game, then that means that one, we're not just out there for ourselves. Our business becomes holistic because it's also about how can we put something good into the world? Mm -hmm. How can we learn to serve other humans with the gifts that we have? Mm -hmm. And how can we receive for those gifts that we have in a way that isn't just trying to get me to the top, but helping other people along the way, right? And Mm -hmm. there will be Mm -hmm. moments where you're growing and they, it doesn't feel good, or you don't feel like a single person resonates with what you have to say, or you might Mm -hmm. grow quick on social media, and then you got a lot of trolls and haters. And when that shit comes up, it's all just a opportunity for us to look within and say, where do I need to strengthen? Where do I Mm -hmm. need to have my own back? Where do I Mm -hmm. need to get better at tuning out and, you know, 
listening to things that really give me joy or where do I need to put in boundaries and not have those people in my life that don't believe in me. Right. And so we can just continually kind of turn the mirror back on ourselves while also not always making it about ourselves. Like this is why I love personal branding so much is because a personal brand is you, but it's not about Mm -hmm. you. And I believe Mm. that pretty much every business is like this. I believe that your business, you know, and right now it's we're probably just talking to people who either are solopreneurs or want to start a business. And it doesn't really matter what you want to start or what you're doing. But my my intuition says that it can become pretty self-focused. And I'm saying that because my business has become self-focused many, many, many times over my entrepreneur journey. And every Mm. time that has happened, I've continually come back to the idea of how can I be more curious with my my thoughts and how can I expand Mm. the way that I'm looking, the way that I'm seeing. Mm. Because when something becomes Mm. self-focused, it usually means that you are taking things personally, you're making things about yourself, Mm. and you're forgetting the bigger picture. Mm. But when you Mm -hmm. don't forget the bigger picture or when you loop back around to the bigger picture, you all of a sudden realize that shit's a lot bigger than you. And so even with Mm -hmm. a personal brand, it's so brilliant because it's you. It's your expression. It's who you are, right? Like Haley and I both Mm -hmm. have personal brands, yet they are polar opposites like they're totally different I mean there's a lot of strings that are similar but like they're pretty different right and but the thing is is you can look at both of our brands and many other people who have personal brands and say wow that person is actually like I feel seen by them right like a lot of times when I look at people who have personal brands and I read their stuff Mm -hmm. or I listen to their stuff Mm -hmm. I realize that I'm actually seeing myself through them, but I'm seeing mm-hmm. a version of myself that I want to be. When I look at Haley's yeah. brand and what Haley talks about, girl, when I look at your stuff, I think I don't, my brain doesn't go to, oh, I want to be Haley. I wish I could be Haley. My brain goes to, wow, I see the next level of myself. I see the Mm. next level of like where I can be more Mm. liberated, where I can Mm -hmm. show up differently, right? And so that's the Mm. fucking brilliance of a personal brand is it's you, but it's not about you. It's way bigger Mm. than you. And my Mm. biggest piece of advice would be if you're self-focused, get more curious about what's actually going on. Because when people Mm -hmm. become self-focused, 11 out of 10 times, in my opinion, it comes from fear. Mm, Yes. I love that. I love that. That's really something that you very much integrated into my mind. And that's where you separate yourself and your brand and you don't take the shit personally. You see the bigger picture. When the trolls come around, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter because I know what my message is. And like you said, you are helping people see the next level of themselves. It is so much bigger than, oh, do they like me? You know what I mean? So yeah, totally. Going going into you love to question everything. I love that you're curious with your thoughts. Um, something that I think can also become a problem with people who are entrepreneurs or personal brand and very like focus on that and becoming their brand and having a hard time setting branches within within that is 
creating a life outside of the business. And like I said, and like we, you know, both know that everything is holistic. And I find in my own personal life, I get so hyper-focused on business that I forget about other shit like play and relationships and all these things. And it's like, everything is connected. So with that being said, as you continue to grow and as you're focusing on your business, you're a very driven woman. How do you keep your long-term relationship solid? Because those two, they go hand in hand. And so I'm curious, like how the fuck, you know, you continue to up level. What does it take to keep that long-term relationship going with your drive? That is a great question. There's a few things I think that I'll say to that. And one of them is this idea of when you are working towards a goal, like a specifically when you're working towards a business goal and you're kind of nailing down what it is you do and who you serve and what that story is, you have to look at the funnel in terms of usually you start at the top of the funnel and you go down to the bottom, right? And that's good. Mm-hmm. You have to get really clear about who you are, what your message is and how you're putting it out into the world. So in Mm -hmm. that aspect, in that sense, you go down the funnel. Now, Mm -hmm. what I am also going to simultaneously ask you to do is also think about the upside down funnel that I already talked about. (laughs) So even though you're getting more focused in a business sense, you keep looking at the funnel the opposite way for everything Mm -hmm. else. So you keep Mm -hmm. your mind really open and you start to Mm -hmm. say, where am I actually getting too narrow and where can I get bigger? Because everything Mm -hmm. also is really connected. So if I'm Mm -hmm. super targeted in my messaging for my branding, then that's one aspect that I'm really targeted at. That's the bottom Mm -hmm. of the funnel. But as we Mm -hmm. go towards the top of the funnel, we can say, what are all the other elements and aspects that feed into that, right? So what's the top? Mm -hmm. The top for me is playtime. I would say Mm -hmm. 99% of my life doesn't actually go on the internet, yet everybody on the internet thinks they know me. I am, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people can attest to this, I really am the same person on Instagram as I am off Instagram, but so much of my life doesn't go on Instagram. And so what I would Mm -hmm. say is the top is like the curiosity for life. What is actually going to feed my business? Because one of my mantras and full on beliefs is that when I have more funny, more funny, when I (laughs) have more fun, I make Mm -hmm. more money. And so what is that? What are my life goals? Like, what are my values? My values, my highest value in life is experience. My second Mm -hmm. highest value is creative expression. So Mm -hmm. those things in my life get to be fed. When I'm feeding Mm -hmm. my creative expression, when I am experiencing the richness of life, I am genuinely a more joyful person. And when I'm a more joyful person, Mm -hmm. my business does better. So in that regard, Mm -hmm. it is all connected. And now Mm -hmm. I look at, you know, bringing in the elements of deep relationships. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the biggest things I had to do was recognize that my partner is not my like long-term life partner, my romantic partner, my, my, Mm -hmm. my life dude. My life Mm -hmm. dude is not my everything dude. He is Mm -hmm. not my fucking coach. He is not my client. He is Mm -hmm. not my accountant. He's not Mm -hmm. my advisor. He's not Mm -hmm. all of those things. Mm 
And I think people have a tendency to blur the lines, especially in small business, like solopreneurship. It's fucking hard because it's me. I'm like living my life as I'm living my business, right? Mm -hmm. But when it came to him and our relationship, I had to really pull them apart. And Mm -hmm. it's not to say that he doesn't, I mean, he's literally my biggest cheerleader. He's my biggest fan. Like Mm -hmm. he loves everything I'm doing. He is also Mm -hmm. a, he is a confidant to me. I can go to him and talk Mm -hmm. through things and he can be really helpful. But the difference Mm -hmm. is I don't expect it. When we talk about things like that, it's because we're amped about Mm -hmm. life and we're amped about telling each other about what's going on, not because I'm trying to sit down and have him be my therapist. Mm -hmm. If you need a therapist, get a therapist. If you need a coach, get a fucking coach, (laughs) right? But like your partner should not become all of those things. And I, we Mm -hmm. learned this the hard way. We've been together for over Mm -hmm. five and a half years and we learned it the hard way. Mm -hmm. Like he... I, I made him subconsciously all, every role that I needed in my life, I dumped on Mm. him in the beginning of our relationship. And the first two years of our relationship were the most difficult years of our relationship to date. And I know that that was a really big reason why. And then we started to say, Mm -hmm. how can we pick this apart? What are we Mm -hmm. here for, for each other? How can we actually like do that to where it serves both of us and still be excited about life and experience because ultimately all we want to do is experience life together, right? He doesn't want to have to sit and therapize me when we could be out mm-hmm. fucking seeing the world together, having fun and laughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you said you started off more so making him into all of this person. And I've known you for two years. I've known that you've grown in all the ways. And so I think about when you think about a lifetime partner, I'm thinking that one of the most important things for you is somebody who has the same values as you and who has, is as committed to growth and honesty as possible. And I'm assuming that these are very activating conversations to go from one dynamic to another, because society tells you, you need each other to be everything for each other. And honestly, I'm still at the point where when I think about being in a relationship, that's scary. I think a lot of us walk into the into love and relationships with an anxious attachment or like insecurity. And we're like, well, if I keep them as close as I can, then we're going to be, you know, forever together or whatever. Yeah. And so when you make every somebody everything, you're not giving them that room to be them to do their own thing, right? Because you have a business that you see thriving that is thriving and he has his own thing that is thriving for him and when we try to control somebody and we're trying to make them everything and try to spend all our time together how are we really loving because love is freedom love is i want you to be the most potent the most special version of yourself that you can be and vice versa vice versa but that brings up a lot of feelings within your body especially when you believe and society says you need to be monogamous, you need to be married, you need to have kids, you need to have all these commitments to say that you love each other. And you question everything in life, and I fucking love it. And so in relationships, I'm assuming you question, what does love mean for us? What does freedom look like for us? What does experience look like for us? 
Yeah, so much so that we question it on like a weekly to monthly basis still five and a half years in. Mm -hmm. And the coolest thing that that has led us to is the most the most potent and deep relationship that either one of us have ever been in. We actually just took a walk last night before bed and we were talking about, we were actually talking about mortality and we were talking about life experience and how someday it's all going to be over. And likely, unless we're Romeo and Juliet, like likely one of us will pass before the other. And what will that feel like? And first of all, we have been willing to put it out all on the table. And second of all, we have been willing to understand that there is a certain subconscious desire in a person to make other people like them. And this, I would argue, is like all of us. And so the first step Mm -hmm. to having any type of successful relationship, business, romantic, or otherwise, is self-awareness, right? It's an Mm 80-20 rule. It's 80% inner work and 20% strategy, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. So we are responsible for doing our own inner work. And then we Mm -hmm. were responsible for understanding when we want to get pushy or pulley towards each other, meaning like if I try to make him, am I, where's this coming from? Am I trying to make him like me or is Mm -hmm. he trying to make me like him? And meaning like we have two totally separate personalities and the reason we fell in love was because of those separate personalities. So I don't want to actually date a a male version of me and he doesn't want to date a female version of him. He wants me because I provide him growth and challenge. I want him because he provides me growth and challenge, but in two totally separate ways. And so it's important to understand where you're actually coming from in your communication, right? Sometimes I can actually tell just the other day I was doing this. I was so excited and it comes from love. It comes from excitement. It comes from this really deep rooted, like good place in me. But I was so Mm -hmm. excited about a couple business developments that are happening. And Mm -hmm. my partner had just gotten home from a pretty long work trip. And so he was in a different headspace. Like he's like fucking tired. He doesn't want to talk about work. He's like he wants to rest. Mm -hmm. He wants to just be out in the sun. And I'm so stoked about a couple business elements Mm -hmm. that I'm like basically shoving them down his fucking throat. And Mm -hmm. I recognized in the conversation before he had to tell me that I was being a little too pushy in that moment. Mm. Because in that moment, I don't need to tell him a million things that are going on and that we need to start this and we need to do this and we need to look into this and blah, blah, blah. Mm. All he needs is a moment of rest in the sun. Mm. So I toned it down, not like, not in a bad sabotaging way, Mm -hmm. but in a way of like Mm -hmm. co-regulation where I could Mm -hmm. see, ah, okay, maybe we can actually just enjoy this moment. Maybe I can like calm down, put a few things on the Mm -hmm. shelf, like sit here and laugh in the sunshine. So it's all about trying to understand where it's coming from because I can tell now when I'm getting pushy. Like, and that energy doesn't feel good. And I think what most people do is they will start to 
they will continue to to communicate even when it's pushy, when really perhaps mm. what is being asked of you is to take a step back and re-regulate. Mm-hmm. That's your own work to do. And that's something that is really hard to accept because that means that we're sitting in our own fears and our own discomfort and our own trigger, sorry, activate. <laughs> Um, well, but- here, wait, actually, I'm going to interrupt you for a second, <laughs> because you said I, I, it's it's great that you said it, but you said that's something that's really hard. Right. But is it mm-hmm. hard? You said like, oh, 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 to sit in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to sit in it. But does it have to be hard? Or does it have to be because hard often, again, for the brain, because we've got to trick our brains. They're 2 million years old, right? So we literally have Mm -hmm. to trick these old ass motherfucking dinosaurs in our head into thinking the way that we want them to think. So if you say something is hard, it's going to feel hard. And hard to Mm -hmm. us often as humans is synonymous to bad, right? (laughs) Yeah. So like, what if we just say, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a new experience. Wow, this is really interesting wow, okay, Mm -hmm. this is so fascinating. What's going on inside my Mm. body right now? Very true. Yeah, the way that we word things. I love that you say that because even if to you, when you say it out loud, it's like, oh, that's just a word. Our body's like, wait, (laughs) it's like feeling all the feels. So yeah, I mean, being in an honest relationship means being very honest with yourself. And I think what happens is a lot of people just lie to themselves. And I'll say this, me, myself included, the level of honesty that I have with myself is going to be reflected in the relationship. And so when I'm scared to look at myself within on the deep layers, my relationships can only go that far as well. And so every layer of ourselves is going to require a different layer of a relationship. And I think this is something I want to ask you (laughs) is when do you recognize if this is a conflict to be solved or if this is something to move along. Like when Mm. you feel that feeling in your body, I love that you always notice thoughts. So do you have a a process where you say, is this something that is going to help me expand? Is this something that, have you ever gone to that crossroads of this is conflict and I don't, you know? Yeah. Great question. So my thought always comes back to curiosity because that's how I've trained my brain. Mm -hmm. So one, Mm -hmm. the first step I think is to get a little bit of space from it, right? So like take the eagle eye view versus Mm -hmm. the mouse view and say, how can I look at this in Mm -hmm. a different way? AKA, how can I be more curious? And from a space of curiosity, that's naturally really open-ended, right? Yes or no is very, very pointed. It's very narrow. Curiosity takes yes or no, and it turns it into the whole, the why, the area Mm. of the gray matter, right? And one Mm. thing that Joseph and I have always done in our relationship is when we even like literally, sometimes it'll mean like taking physical space from each other, whether that means Mm -hmm. I'll go on a run by myself or he'll go spend some time doing something outside by himself. Maybe it's only one hour. Maybe it's a full 24 hour period where we decide that we need our own space because Mm -hmm. you have to, no matter what, when you're in a relationship with somebody, everything is intermingling, right? Like we're, Mm -hmm. I mean, science can prove that like auras are real and your aura, your Mm -hmm. energetic field is literally interacting with somebody else's energetic field all the time. So get curious Mm -hmm. 
take space so that you can be in your own energy again. And then the one thing that we have always asked our, one another and ourselves is, is the outcome of this worth it? And a hundred percent of the time, whatever we have butted heads on, whatever we get activated on within each other, whatever the fight is about or discussion or whatever, a hundred percent of the time, we've come back to the idea that the outcome is more worth it than the disagreement in the moment. Meaning our relationship and our life experience together, the good in that, the beauty in that, the richness of that far outweighs the negativity. Mm. And when we think about it that way, sometimes it doesn't feel like it far outweighs it. Sometimes it's a fucking sliver and you're like, I swear it's worth it, right? <laughs> but if you can come mm. back with to the table with the answer of it is worth it to me, to work on this. It is worth it to hear what you have to say because the outcome means more to me than this thing right now, then you will know. You will know every time if it's worth it to stay at that table or not. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Focus out, zoom out. I actually read somebody say that they, her and her partner, they go on physical, they do physical exercise every time they're feeling you know uncomfortable in a situation they're like questioning it in that moment because you get and I love that you taught me this but your body has energy within it mind body connection and if yes. you move your body you get that feeling out of your body so you can come to a more level-headed view and look yes. at it and be like oh and I mean how many times have have you gotten into an argument and this is a general you question but you get in an argument or a discussion and you're just so annoyed, frustrated, whatever. I want to leave you. You just have that heated feeling. And then two days later, you're like, wait, what was it about? Like our emotions, yes. they rise in our body. And if we can't let it go and process not only on our own, but through some sort of movement to get our body flowing, we might make some shit decisions because we're not looking at the zoomed out and level-headed point of view. And you're not fully on board, right? So like my thought in there is that your thoughts are in your head. So like literally your brain, right? So if your mm -hmm. thoughts are in your head, then your feelings are in your body. And if you think of it like that for, for the rest of your life, you will win. Because when those two things are matching up and when they're together, you are a force to be reckoned with. So oftentimes mm -hmm. what will happen is the thought will take over, but that's only in your head. But those thoughts mm -hmm. create feelings and your feelings literally live in your body. So then if mm. you're not moving your body, if you're not active, if you're not trying to work through that emotion, right? Emotion is in motion. It's feelings in motion. So go out, move your body, take some space and see then how much more in alignment your thoughts and your feelings are. Or maybe mm. it all just becomes really clear and you're like, oh, yeah, wow, my emotions were like totally off the charts because this is a mm. new space for my nervous system to be in, mm. right? So, so you have to kind of get on board with everything before making any kind of like ridiculous or rash decisions <laughs> or like 
being a total dick. Like I can be an asshole sometimes. I totally know. I mean, Joseph can also be an asshole. Um, but I think that that is more, I mean, we can all be assholes, but I think that's <laughs> more like my go-to because I am such a like strong and determined person. Um, and mm -hmm. the one thing about my me is that I, I like efficiency and I like to be straightforward and I have had mm. to, I have gotten to learn through my relationship that I can communicate in a way that is much more compassionate, that actually helps us get a lot further versus mm. just my communication. So my communication style as a CEO is not the same communication style that I need to bring to bed. Like not the fucking yeah. same <laughs> or the yeah. dinner table or whatever, like not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I see that it's clear that one of your values with Joseph is together growing and having that as a very big priority is you're going to take the discomfort over keeping a comfortable, safe relationship. Not to say that the discomfort is going to be unsafe, but you will take that route 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. What is something else or a couple other things that you do that you would say are not the norm as far as relationships go that you see as an agreement between you two? Mm. Uh, we're both very independent and we mm. will always keep it that way. Like I think mm -hmm. sometimes people get lost in the sense of they think that a relationship means that everything is together, but we see it mm -hmm. as we are two individuals that are creating a relationship. And so our independence mm. will always come first. So if you think about mm. it as a capital H versus a capital A, so meaning that mm -hmm. like we're two standing pillars that are connected through the line in the middle and not a capital A, which means that we're kind of leaning on one another. Um, and I, and mm. I think that that is not a way that people always see it. I think people slide mm -hmm. into being a capital A far more than they would like to admit um, mm -hmm. because of fear or lack of wanting to grow or whatever. And we're not perfect by any means. Holy moly, we are not perfect. Mm -hmm. But we will attempt to always come back to two holistic individuals creating a life experience together. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely not the norm. <laughs> Being independent is scary together. And that's something that I think people almost shit on as if like me wanting time alone or me wanting to date other people or me wanting just fucking space or a fucking like a, a different bedroom or not living together or not being married. Like it's really hard to question the norm. But something that I've learned through you and through my own life experience is you need to do what feels right to you and you will find somebody who matches you on that level. You found somebody who feels that yes. same sense of independence and it works for you guys. And people love to say, yes. well, it's not this. So what? And you're like, <laughs> and because, <laughs> because I think I'm people doing... are scared. They're scared to question certain mm. things. They're scared to stay independent. Mm -hmm. They're scared to not have kids. They're scared of things that, mm. that we've been taught and it doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I love the wisdom that you have brought today. I love your ability to always question things. This is why she was my coach, um, coach for life. And if anybody is looking for a coach, if you like me, you will fucking love Lindsay. I'm sure you already do within after this hour of listening. Um, but to end on one note, if you could tell somebody who is like, fuck, what do I do? I want to start a personal brand. What would you think in your own experience would be their first step to get there? Mm, I love this because the biggest thing that I hear is, well, it's, it's a few things, but they all kind of mean the same thing. So the biggest thing I <laughs> mm-hmm. hear is I don't know where to start, or I don't even know what that, I don't even know what it would look like. And to me, all of that just means that there's an opportunity to learn and grow. So a lot of people let their not knowing hold them back from moving forward because they can't see the, they can't see all the way. But my biggest piece of advice is if you can see one next step, then take the one next step because then that will lead to the next and the next and action will always precede clarity. So oftentimes I see people sitting and waiting around trying to make a decision because they're waiting for clarity when really the decision is the only thing that's going to bring the clarity. So, and I'm talking large scale on anything in your life, but in particular with personal branding, one thing that you have to know is that it's just you. Now, the way that you then move into making money by a personal brand is you attach it to something that you can get paid for. There's like, we're not going to go into that because there's like many ways that you can do that. (laughs) But if you are a person who is curious about what it might be like to get paid to live your life, you already know that that's one step. And then then one next step after that is to find an avenue in which you can learn how to do that. Mm. Meaning just ask somebody, reach out to Haley, DM Haley, DM me, say, hey, I'm actually really curious. I don't know what my brand would be, but I think it seems really cool. You don't have to know the, I think this is something we get, we get like really fucked up in our society these days because I think we have decided that we need to know the answer before we have the question, but that makes no Mm -hmm. sense. Like you're not going to have the answer. You're not going to know exactly what your personal brand is. People look at my personal brand now and they think, oh, wow, her message is clear. She's like, wow, Mm -hmm. I totally get it. All the things, right? But you have to remember that like my personal brand wasn't always clear. My personal brand 18 months ago looked completely different Mm -hmm. than it does now. I'm a person who is willing to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks, (laughs) meaning I have never once had an answer before I knew the question. So just ask Mm -hmm. the question so that you can live into the answer. Mm. I love that. Action always precedes clarity. That is probably the number one thing that's stuck in our coaching. She always fucking push that into my brain and I love it. You train my brain. Um, but thank you so much. Baby steps. And maybe one day you'll be like, Lindsay, I will, (laughs) I will at her down below. She is fucking amazing. And if you want to be inspired, get into her world. 
Um, thank you so much for being my first podcast interview. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. Bye. Thanks so much for having me. Bye.